Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Welcome, everyone, to the Launch Your Live Show podcast. My name is Christian Karasevich. I'm joined by Jim Fuse, and we are back for what is this, episode three, episode four, Jim? It's episode three because we did have an episode zero. So, what are we going to talk about actually today? So, we talked on episode two about how to choose a format for your live video show. And then before that, we talked about like why you actually want to use live streaming to begin with. But what are we going to talk about today? We're going to really start with the fundamentals of the equipment to actually go live on video because, you know, these are really the fundamentals and you can't go live if you don't have the equipment. And the other piece of it is you really can almost do this in kind of a stepping stone approach. You know, you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to go live, Mm -hmm. you know, so we really want people to get over that fear by understanding you can do this in baby steps and just continue to improve. So I think that's, uh, that's what we're going to cover today. So where do we want to start? I mean, what's the, what's the brain of live video? Well, the, the brain of live video, no, no different than what we're doing right now as we're doing this, this podcast is your device. Are you going to use a computer, mm-hmm. a cell phone or smartphone, whichever you prefer to call it, or a tablet? Because really those are the three that you're most likely going to use at the level of live streaming that uh, most of us are familiar with. Okay, so let's break these down briefly. I know we're going to have a future episode where we're going to talk about you know different types of specific devices. So if I'm going to do this on a laptop, what kind of machine do I need? If I'm going to use a smartphone, what do I need? And if I'm going to use a tablet, what do I need? So uh, let's talk about computers. Okay, so we've got about nine items here that you need to launch your live show. Now, let's talk about the first one. So we talked about the brain, the device, the computer, the smartphone, or the tablet. Okay, so why should somebody use a computer over using a smartphone or a tablet? The reality is that the computer is really probably your most stable platform, and especially from show production standpoint, especially with the the different softwares that we'll talk about on, on a future episode that you can use to go live, you've got access to your keyboard. You're able to really interact with your live audience better than you can with a tablet or a phone because the computer's got, as we'll talk about, usually a separate video input for you, your, your mm-hmm. webcam as an example, mm-hmm. where you're actually using your screen as the camera on a tablet or a smartphone. So you're literally like tapping on your people, your viewers face. And, uh, when you're doing those things, unless you're just going to talk, talk your answers. And so that's where really there's a huge difference in, in using the computer versus the phone or the tablet. But that being said, the phone and the tablet can be very helpful if you're really doing more remote type stuff, because who wants to have their computer out in the rain? No, definitely. I think that's a good point, you know, and um, 
you know, with a computer, I mean, you get multitasking, lots more multitasking. So for example, I could ha I get a bigger screen. I'm able to have different things pulled up. For example, like, like you mentioned, if I'm going to produce a show, I've got one screen where I'm able to look at the live broadcast and respond to comments. And then on the flip side, I've actually got the behind the scenes thing going on where I can actually control who comes into the show. Are there different, you know, things such as a lower third, that's a bottom banner that will come up during your live show. Do I have one on the top? Do I have a certain layout? For example, you can run side by side. You can do it where it's just you as the host in a larger screen. And then on the side of that might be a couple of other guests as well that you're bringing in. So it really comes down to, you know, what we've talked about before, which is like what your live show is going to be about. I mean, there's lots of options. So that's the computer side of things. Now, like you said, if you go to the smartphone, the, the smartphone is, you know, it's much easier to hold that device vertically, but you are going to have to also, you know, you're going to be limited by certain things such as, you know, being able to attach a microphone. You can't attach an external webcam. You're stuck with whatever the camera is that you have on your smartphone. Now, in addition to that, you also have, you know, Wi-Fi and you also have cellular, a cellular connection. Now, the challenge with all of that is your device can only support so much, especially on a mobile phone. So it's very powerful, but it can only take so many inputs. And after a while, it will get slow you know, it will drain your battery. So, you know, there's a lot more there. And then the same thing with the tablet. It's a bit of a, a you know, I think it kind of falls between a smartphone and a laptop deciding to produce on either one. You know, if you're going to be going live on this, I mean, if it's just you, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with going with a smartphone or a tablet, but you do want to make sure you have a good quality microphone. In that case, you also need to have something to hold your device, you know, maybe a tripod or something like that as well. Um, I think for me personally, I'd go with a computer, especially if I'm just getting started. If it's just me, you know, I would consider a smartphone and then a tablet. If I'm going to do some production on that, I need a little more real estate. So switching gears. Okay. So we know that's the brain that we need. What's the next item that we need to have uh, when we want to produce a live show or at least start a live show? Sorry. Well, and, and I think we'll, we'll talk about it briefly, but let's talk about like you, you hit on a little bit is your internet. Okay. Internet is so important because you can't go live if you don't have internet. So ideally, if you can be hardwired okay. to mm -hmm. your router as opposed to using Wi-Fi, that's where you're going to get the best quality and consistent stream. So that's not really going to be something that's possible probably using a phone or a tablet. You mm -hmm. know, that's definitely a computer thing. Right. But even with the Wi-Fi, and, and uh, you've, you've got a great uh, way for people to test their upload and download speed ahead of time before they go live. Uh, why don't you talk about that, Christian? Sure. So one thing I want to make sure to mention here is with internet, the things that are important, you have download and upload speeds. So the download is how fast the internet, you know, how fast can it download something from the web to your computer. Upload is actually one of the more important pieces for equipment for live streaming. And that's because upload is, if I'm the one producing the show, it's using my internet to basically take my webcam and my audio and put all that together and push it back up to the internet. The biggest challenge with that is that a lot of people, they skimp on it or their internet service provider, their ISP does not provide the adequate amount of speed that you actually need for live video. So the first thing I always recommend to everyone, anytime you have any sort of issues with live video is 
to use speedtest.net. So if you go there, connected to your Wi-Fi network, you can also use it from your mobile device. But again, if you use it on a mobile device, it will use your cellular connection as opposed to your Wi-Fi. And so go to speedtest.net. What that basically is gonna do is it's gonna give you the ability to see what the upload and the download speeds are. I'll give you an example here. This is why I feel that this is very important. If I'm ever doing any sort of traveling, I always make sure that before actually going live, I make sure I have a speed test that I run and I look at what the speeds are. And if they're in the range of like two to maybe four megabits per second, upload speed or even download, I typically will not go live. And the reason is, is this, because what that does, that internet speed affects the quality of your live stream. It affects the video, it affects the audio, it affects your system resources even, because if everything is trying to download from the internet and you've got a very slow or very slow bandwidth or very small amount of space, you know, it's very hard to get enough down to then be able to upload it. So basically, you know, think of it like this, it's a pipe and there's only so much that can go through that pipe. And so if you have an adequate upload speed and a download speed, but again, upload is the most important. That is gonna help the quality of your live stream, both the audio, so keeping the audio in sync, but also making sure that the video looks crisp and it's clear. That's what I think. So I think definitely um, audio is probably also then I think my next thing I wanna talk about. So we talked about a computer is really important or a device. We talked about internet. So then the next thing I think is super important, it's not video necessarily, it's the microphone. You know, it's it's the audio of your broadcast. Now, Jim, I know you and I, like I'm currently talking on a Shure SM7B. I think, what are you talking on right now? Well, actually at, at the moment, I'm actually using the microphone built into my C920 webcam okay. uh, because I'm in a different location. But I normally have been using the Samson Q2U, which is about a $70 uh, you know, entry-level XLR microphone, but it's it's really got great capability, and it actually has the ability to connect to your computer versus USB as well. So it's got gives you the, kind of those options. Yeah. And you know, I used to use a a, a Yeti. Some people like it, but mm-hmm. you know, we will talk in a future episode of kind of the different you want to call it waveforms and what happens sometimes where these microphones pick up all the sound and you don't right. always want that with the with the background noise but what you have to remember with audio is you know sometimes your live stream itself whatever reason you may have problems with the video but you can save the content if you have good audio mm-hmm. as we'll talk about how you'll be able to repurpose and that's another future thing but if i can't understand you mm-hmm. it's really not going to make your your live stream worthwhile. And so the other thing to think about as and you hit on it as well is if I'm using a smartphone or a tablet, you also want to have an external microphone attached to them Definitely. because you don't always get good quality when you're talking, you know, basically into the built-in microphone. And so there are connectors that will allow you to connect a microphone into your phone jack mm-hmm. and then or your tablet as well. And then you can get that closer to you. I, I actually did some video work with a company at a trade show. It was extremely loud in the in the hall, but because we were using like really good quality lapel mics mm-hmm. right next to the voice of the people talking, you had no idea that there were all these people making all this this uh, loud noise. And we got really good quality, so you cannot overemphasize the importance of audio quality. 
Definitely. So speaking of different microphones, so it goes back to the same question we asked at the beginning of the show, and we've talked about this before, and it's the fact that the microphone is very important, but you don't know what type of microphone you need until you've actually narrowed down where you're going to be producing your show and what your show is going to be about. So if I'm, for example, tethered to a laptop, you know, but again, keep in mind, this does give you the ability to have more power. You know, I have more options in terms of a microphone because, you know, I can get something, I can get a USB microphone or I can get an XLR microphone. And that obviously is, it's a more advanced uh, you know, way to connect, but that's typically, most people use XLR, but you can't plug it directly into a laptop. So it does require some additional equipment. So the first place I would start is this. If I'm using a laptop, I would recommend getting a USB microphone. Now you can get things such as the Audio-Technica ATR2100. That's about a $70 microphone. Now, the great thing about this microphone that I like it has both USB and XLR connections, so you can start with the USB option and then upgrade to the XLR connection. That's actually what we use for our microphone because it's an XLR-only microphone. However, if you want something that is maybe a little bit more portable, again, in the $70 range, you can get the Samson Meteor Mic. This is a very small microphone. It's portable, so it's you know it doesn't have to take a whole lot of space on your desk. Now, switching gears, I like the Blue Yeti as well. There's actually one, it's called the Blue Yeti Raspberry Microphone. Now this one's a great microphone because it plugs into a laptop, but it performs double duty and you can plug it into an iPhone as well. And you can use it as a microphone for an iOS device. Now, those are some of my favorites. And obviously if you wanna go beyond that, you can go with like the Shure SM7B or the Heil PR40, but those are much more expensive. We're talking, you know, three to $500 microphones, and they do require some additional hardware as well. I wanna quickly touch base on, you know, just two types of microphones that you need to try to avoid. So for example, while I really like a lapel microphone, you know, uh, you do have to keep in mind that you need to make sure you get a quality microphone. So a lapel microphone, there are $20 microphones. You can plug them in directly into your smartphone. You are gonna need some adapters probably, but they're not gonna sound that great. They're gonna be scratchy. Now, in addition to that, if I decide, hey, I don't wanna buy a microphone and I wanna use the microphone built into my laptop or even my smartphone, it's gonna sound actually very hollow and very tinny. So it's gonna sound, it's not gonna sound very good. It's gonna be unpleasant uh, to people that are listening to your live show. Um, so, you know, I'd say those might be ones to avoid. And then another one actually, you know, I would say that you may want to avoid as well at the moment, any kind of Bluetooth headphones. So Bluetooth headphones, you know, yeah, they'll connect to your smartphone, but you have to keep in mind that if you're trying to run a Facebook Live, for example, you can't really use Bluetooth because the Facebook Live doesn't pick up the Bluetooth. So they actually want you to use a plug-in headphone. For those of you who do want something that is wireless, one that I really like, and this is a bit pricey, but it's the Rode Wireless Go. And basically what it does is it is a wireless connection. It plugs into your phone, for example, and lets you be completely wireless. So you can have that sort of Bluetooth-like 
connection except you're wireless. So you do have a small, you know, a small distance you can go, but this is a good microphone. You know, these are actually a couple hundred dollars. That's the unfortunate side, but the good thing is you can plug them into your smartphone. Uh, they work with your smartphone. You can plug them into a digital SLR, DSLR camera if you have one of those as well. You know, so it's a fantastic way to get good quality audio. That's my take on audio as the equipment that you need. Okay, Jim, let's move into a couple more topics because we've obviously kept listeners on for quite a long time, actually, at the moment. So we've got a computer, we've got internet, we've got a microphone. What's next in this list? Let's go with the the next important thing is really the video camera. Okay. So uh, what are our options here for video cameras? So if we're talking about the computer, a lot of them have one built in. Okay. But once again, you're limiting your capability as far as the video quality. So we both recommend that you go with a, a an external, so to speak, camera that could okay. be as simple as we're both big fans of the Logitech series mm-hmm. of cameras. Yeah. You've got the the Brio, you've got the C9 2922, and there's a new one that we have just learned about that we both uh, have some interest in. You want to talk a little bit about that one? Sure, yeah. So while the C920 and the 922 are between $50 and $70 microphones, you know, they're an older device. They do a very good job for you know, capturing your video. However, if you want to bump those up to better quality ones, you've got the Logitech Brio that can film in 4K. Now, the thing to keep in mind is it's a $180 webcam. However, most of the services that you're using for live streaming, they don't actually support 4K. So you are getting a bit of future proofing there. However, what you're not getting, you know, is that you're spending that extra money not being able to use it. Now, the other microphone that you alluded to, again, it's in the Logitech series. It's the Logitech StreamCam, where the C920 and the 922 and the Logitech Brio, what they do is they shoot in horizontal mode. So basically a uh, widescreen mode. So if you took your smartphone and you rotated it sideways, that's basically what you're going to get for the Brio and the 922 and the 920. Now where the stream cam is different, it shoots horizontally, but it also shoots vertically, which I think is actually a pretty cool idea. You know, you basically just rotate the webcam and now you can film both for, say, an online course in a horizontal mode, and if you want to create something for stories, so, for example, maybe Facebook stories or Instagram stories or even the new LinkedIn stories that are on their way, you can use the Logitech StreamCam for that. Now, overall, I highly recommend that you consider an external webcam, and the reason is this, because laptops, for the most part, have not upgraded their webcams in quite a while, so we're still stuck with very small sensors, which means you're going to need a lot of light in order to actually look decent. And, you know, keep this in mind, if I'm streaming and say I have bad internet and I have a bad webcam, you're going to be able to tell. It's going to look like, hey, this guy just fired up his laptop and, you know, put on some headphones even or didn't use any headphones at all. And, you know, they're just they're just broadcasting and there's, you know, maybe no a business might not want to work with somebody like that. So uh, those are the webcams that I would recommend. I mean, we're talking between 50 and 180 to $200. You know, I think if you're just getting started, for me, I would go with either the Logitech StreamCam or the Logitech Brio for the reason that they support, you know, A, horizontal and vertical video for the StreamCam. And for the Brio, you get the 4K recording quality that you're not going to need now, but you won't have to necessarily buy one very far 
uh, in the future. So you'll, ha you'll have a good uh, a bit of time to be able to upgrade to that. Now, Jim, what do you think? What webcam should somebody buy? Well, I, I think it kind of goes back to where are you going to be streaming from? Okay. What's your ideas? And I think at first, right, because we wanted people to get started. Exactly. If, it, if budget is your issue, then I think like you talked about earlier, right, start with the the 920, 922, and then when you're ready, you can upgrade to these these higher quality ones. But but I really think as quickly as you can, you want to get off the built-in camera on your computer. You're just not going to get the same quality. Definitely. So I think that's a great uh, segue. So we've talked, I'm just going to recap here. We've talked having a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. We talked about having really good internet. We talked about having a good quality microphone and a webcam. So what's next? Got to have lighting. Got to have lighting. Lighting is okay. important because, you know, if if your room is too dark and you're, you, you get all kinds of stuff, you get shadows, a whole bunch of other different things. I mean, there are ways, if you know what you're doing, make yourself set up right, that you can use natural lighting. But but lighting is, is definitely uh, the next big thing. Definitely. So I want to touch base on this. So like lighting is important, but here's the other thing that is also key. If you have a webcam, so let's say you're trying to use that webcam on your, you know, on your computer, or you're trying to use one of these webcams that you purchased, the 920, the 922, the Brio or the Streamcam, you need to have enough lighting. And the lighting is key because it's going to help a, it's going to make you look good, but these webcams only have so many sensors in them. So when you watch, you know, Hollywood productions, or you watch a TV show that's created in a studio, they control those elements. They give enough lighting, they put strong lighting, and they put the right kinds of lighting. And so you want to make sure that you make a good investment in lighting. So for example, you know, if you're like, hey, well, I'm just going to use the overhead lighting in my room. Yes, it will light the room, but it may not light all of you. So if you're the focus, then, you know, you want to make sure you fix that. Now, in addition to that, if you're going to have a guest on and the guest is, you know, it looks like they're in their attic or their basement, you know, because, hey, they didn't get, get good enough lighting, your webcam is actually going to struggle. And it's going to also force your computer, or your smartphone to struggle because they absolutely, you know, require good lighting to make the sensors function properly. So, you know, for lighting, I mean, there's lots and lots and lots of different options you can go with here. For example, uh, one thing that we use, we use uh, the newer uh, ring light. However, there's different ones here. So there's the newer ring light. Basically what it is, it's, it's a, uh, if you've ever been to like a, a Sephora or a makeup shop, they basically use it. It's got a cutout in the middle and it's lighting your face evenly. Now that's one option. There are two different, you know, that'll run about $70. Uh, for the one that is just a white option. So basically you turn it on and that's the light you get. You can change the brightness, but you can't change the color. Now, Jim, uh, what other options are there for lighting? Well, like you said, I've, I've got actually a couple of like box lights okay. that I am now using in my, my second studio. I also mm -hmm. use a, a giant ring light. It's uh, called the, the Nuvo. It's about an 18 inch ring light that okay. I put behind my, uh, my iMac and it allows mm -hmm. me to adjust the lighting yeah. and there continue to be new ones come out. And once again, this kind of goes back to the, uh, you know, budget could be one of your constraints. And so, but you want something that's durable, rugged. The other thing, right. You may need with some of these lighting kits, especially if you're doing something remotely, you might need battery packs. If you don't have uh, 
plugs. It's always good to have spare batteries. And, uh, I think the other, the other piece of it as well is, you know, like you said, is in, in some ways you want to keep it simple and make it to where your process for going live is a repeatable process so that you're not always trying to figure it out every time you go live because, you know, you have to be set up and ready to go. And if you have a bunch of things getting in your way, you're, you're going to, you know, potentially, especially on some of these programs where you have to schedule, if you miss your window, you'll have to cancel your live stream. Definitely. I think those are, you know, really great points. I mean, so we've got lighting. Okay. So we got a couple more options, a couple more items actually we need to focus on real quick here. So, you know, um, in addition to, you know, having the equipment, you also need to make sure you have headphones during your broadcast. Now headphones, they a allow you to hear the person. They do block out a bunch of noise, which is fantastic. However, the other thing they do is, uh, you know, headphones help also like help you focus. I think you know during your broadcast. Uh, what else you want to add about headphones? Like, why are why are headphones important? Well, headphones are important because what people don't think about is sometimes if I'm listening while talking into the microphone without headphones, you get feedback, mm-hmm. and that can really make it not only difficult for you, but it makes it difficult for the viewers because it's almost like when somebody scratches a chalkboard sometimes and you get a lot of echoes Mm -hmm. and everything else. So you really want to, in a sense, keep those things separated and, and, uh, headphones are definitely, uh, I think something worth, worth spending the time to get. And and they don't have to be fancy headphones as as long as you can plug them in, Mm -hmm. you're, you're good. Yeah. So what kind of headphones do you recommend? Well, I've actually got, you know, big, uh, you know, okay. big headphones, uh, but, you know, even just using like the, the headphones you can get for your, you know, for your phone, as long as it's a wired headphone, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, it's really, there's a ton of options. The biggest thing is just to make sure that, that they're comfortable mm-hmm. and that they're not going to get in your way when you're, when you're actually broadcasting. Definitely a hundred percent agree with that. I mean, so for example, we have a it's a piece of hardware. It's called a mix pre three. You know, we take that, you know, with us sometimes when we go, uh, traveling and for that, I plug in, I typically actually get good sound if I plug in Apple ear pods. So not the, not AirPods, but the ear pods. So just the hardwired, you know, headset, you know, that sounds again, I don't necessarily need to, if I know the equipment is good, I don't necessarily need to have super expensive headphones to listen to the broadcast. You know, again, like they do help you kind of isolate some of the different things. So for example, maybe you hear air conditioning or, you know, you hear a fan running or somebody's moving around, you know, having headphones, absolutely key. It helps you block out a lot of the noise while allowing you to focus more on the live stream for headphones. I mean, you can go with, I wouldn't go as cheap as like, Hey, let me take this, you know, $5 pair of headphones. I definitely wouldn't go that route because you will see a difference. And the difference will be in the quality of the cabling. So for example, if you have, you know, maybe a really cheap, like $5 pair of headphones that you got, you may get some static on your live stream if you don't have uh, the right shielding on the headphones. So basically when you cross another wire, you might hear like a buzz, things like that, some interference. And that's often caused by just the quality of the headphones. So I wouldn't go as cheap as a $5 pair, but you can get away with the Apple earpods. They sound great for that kind of thing. Um, you know, and if you ever plug in headphones and you hear some static, what you want to do is maybe try a second pair because it could just be the type you're using during your live video. So that's headphones. Now, if you want to go more expensive, you don't have to get 
You know, you don't need the Bose like noise canceling ones. Like you definitely don't need those. You need something that is comfortable because if you're going to be doing live video, you're going to be streaming for a little while. And so the key thing you want to have there is you want the headphones to be comfortable to where you're like, hey, I can wear these like for hours instead of having something that's just uncomfortable. So, okay, we talked about microphones. What's next, Jim? What other equipment does somebody need for live streaming? Let's talk about the backdrop because a lot of times people don't think about what's going on behind them. Okay. How much should somebody, let's talk about this. How much does somebody spend on a backdrop or what's their cost range maybe? It, it really can be as, as cheap as $15 up to okay. whatever level you want to do. And it's all going to be, depend on the type of backdrop, but you could even potentially go with the backdrop in your, you know, wherever your studio is, as long mm-hmm. as you've got it set up, right. You know, okay. it could just be the, the wall behind you if, to start out with. But, uh, I think what people don't think about sometimes with their backdrops is, mm-hmm. If you got a lot of things going on behind you, right. that's distracting. Absolutely. And if you want people to be focused on you when you're talking, right? You don't want to have a lot of things moving behind you. You don't want to have, uh, you, you know, maybe something that starts to shift people to like looking at some crazy picture or, or something like that. And right. so, I'm I'm more of a fan of simple. I, I think, as you know, I have a it's a brick wall, but it's mm-hmm. actually a vinyl brick wall that I got uh, initially for twenty dollars off of Amazon. And mm-hmm. it also sometimes it actually helps with your lighting because it allows you to have a little bit of absorption of that lighting. If you're going to use like an office area where maybe you're using natural mm-hmm. light, you just got to make sure you understand how the lighting is affecting how you look. I think that's a great point. You know, um, in our case, like we're using a step and repeat background that shows our branding, our website, you know, in your case, you're using a brick wall, which actually adds some sophistication. So you got different styles, you know, and, and don't be afraid for a backdrop you know, to like, don't be afraid to use your office, for example. Like if you have things behind you, for example, if there's too many things behind you, you may want to first declutter. And then the second thing is if there's anything in the background that basically could give away a trade secret, for example, maybe you've got your business plan written up on a whiteboard behind you, you know, you may want to erase that or, you know, blur that out. But the key thing is you have lots of options for a backdrop. You can use a free option, which would be your existing office or even a room. You could also then go the route of, like Jem said, for 20 bucks or around $20, you get a backdrop off Amazon. In our case, we went with the step and repeat. That cost, I think, about $100. You know, So you've got lots and lots and lots of options there. Uh, one thing are, we are going to do, by the way, is we're going to put together you know, some video backdrop examples, some ideas to help you out. We'll talk about that on a future episode. Okay, so we've talked about a backdrop and again, it's it's ranging from free to, you know, maybe 100, 150 dollars depending on the size and obviously depending on the space that you have. Uh, what other things do we need, Jem, to get our live stream started? I think we've hit on most of them. I, I mean, I know we've gone through quite a bit today. Is there is there anything I might have overlooked? Uh, so I was thinking like, okay, so and, and these might be some optional things, you know, um, actually before we do optional, let's talk about software. So like, do I need software to run a live video? Like I've got this hardware, but how do I actually run the live show? So you've really got two options. Most of the social platforms that you're going to go live on Mm -hmm. have the ability to have you go live natively. Now, in some cases, you know, Facebook, uh, YouTube and, uh, and Twitter, 
you can go live on, but I think you have to wait like 24 hours before YouTube will let you go live. Okay. LinkedIn, you have to get approved at, at the current time, mm-hmm. um, but you can go live natively on the platform. So you right. don't necessarily need, but, but you're going to be limited in what you can do because they may not allow you to necessarily share comments, bring on okay. guests, things of that yeah. nature, mm-hmm. where there's several programs, you know, Ecamm is great for Mac users, right. uh, a lot, lot of capability. And then if you're talking Windows or Mac, you have BeLive, you have StreamYard, Right. And uh, and then there's uh, also uh, Switcher Studio. Mm-hmm. But Switcher Studio is also another iOS only product. So you have to be aware of that. Definitely, I think those are uh, great examples. In addition to that, so you have, you know, if you're gonna start using live video, I think the first thing I would say is test out Facebook, test out Periscope. Try Instagram Live, YouTube, try all those platforms, even LinkedIn Live if you can get on that. Uh, but pick a platform, you know, and as you mentioned, I mean, I think it's really important. And it's the fact that, like, you could, it's always going to be an upgrade game. So, like, okay, I might start with Facebook Live. And then, oh, hey, like, through my research, I noticed that my audience also goes live on YouTube. So then at that point, I might need to invest in a piece of software, maybe such as a StreamYard. You know, that's what we use. It basically allows you to simulcast to multiple platforms at once. And then that can actually be a good test environment for me to be able to see, okay, how many people are tuning in on Facebook? How many are tuning in on YouTube? Where am I getting the most bang for my buck here? You know, so I think that's one thing I'd look into. You know, and then the other thing also, if you want to do some simulcasting, you can look into a tool such as Restream. And that's, you know, it basically allows you to, again, broadcast to multiple platforms at once. You know, uh, those are fantastic. And then, as you mentioned, if you want to get more involved, you can use tools such as Ecamm Live, Mac only software. That basically allows you to, you know, to add in things such as green screens and record videos directly to your hard drive versus just streaming them. You can look into vMix. That's another one as well. Um, Again, they all have costs. So, you know, if I'm going to go, for example, I'm getting started. I don't know if live video is going to be the thing. I would start with the social platforms, pick one and go live there. It's hard to juggle going live on Facebook and on YouTube at once if you're the only person producing your show. But, you know, that's where then I want to upgrade to like a StreamYard Again, you can also start there as well. Um, It does give you some additional functionality as you become a paid customer. I think overall, those are probably going to be some of the most important pieces of equipment you are going to need for live video. Now, one other optional item that I would recommend is having a portable battery. Again, it depends on the type of show you're producing. If I'm producing a live show and I'm using my smartphone and I'm requiring, you know, connecting to a cellular data connection or a wireless network, I need to make sure I have an extra battery as well to power this thing because live video, it's constantly streaming. It takes up a lot of data. So so it uses maybe between 500 to one and a half gigabytes of data. So you have to think about how much is coming into your device. And then also you have to look at it from the perspective of, you know, do I have enough battery to actually keep this thing running? Because there's nothing worse than, hey, my battery ran out during the show. Um, So, I would say definitely look at a portable battery. And then another thing also that's, you know, you have to think, uh, keep this in mind, is that running a laptop or a smartphone, if I decide, okay, I want to actually, 
you know, maybe use both the live for my live show, I may want to actually invest in a battery that can power my laptop and my smartphone. And those do exist. They have enough power. You do have to just look at the wattage, but uh, we can definitely, we'll put those in the show notes overall, you know, all the links to the tools that we're discussing here today and recommending too. So Jim, do you want to quickly recap what all we need? Well, yeah. So we've got to remember, so we got to have our device okay. that we're going to go live from. We've got to think about our internet capability. We're got talking it. audio. We're talking video, talking headphones, mm -hmm. backdrops, and uh, we just talked about you know what was it? Just when there's just so many things. Yeah, there's there is yeah. We've got software. <laughs> we've got uh, webcams as well. Uh, I would recommend this. I you know if you can swing it, buy the equipment all at once, or you know if you're on a budget and you're like, hey, you know what? I can only get this particular item. The first thing I would always look at, I would look at my device and my internet. Those are the absolute key things that I would recommend getting. You know, if you're going to get a computer, make sure you get one that has enough video RAM. So don't go trying to get a Chromebook for like one or $200. You are going to want to make an investment into a solid laptop. And that's because your laptop is the brain of the live video show. So make that investment and then upgrade from there. So, you know, I've gone through, I can't count how many microphones and pieces of lighting, you know, over just, you know, was this five plus years of running social chatter? How about you, Jem? You know, did you buy one thing and you're sticking with it or, you know, have you been upgrading? Yeah, definitely, definitely been upgrading. You know, I started out uh, actually with the a camera in my computer and then mm -hmm. now, you know, I went to the webcam. I've, I've switched my microphones and, you know, went from not having an input for my sound to where now I have an input for my mm -hmm. sound and, and that's, you know, but it's all, and, and the lighting as well has been upgraded. So it's all these little things you just continue to, you know, as I like to say with anything we do, right. Try to get 1% better every time. Exactly. And you'll just continue to get better. And I like that, you know, and the, the key thing for that is I think you hit on a really good example and then we're going to wrap up the show. And it's the fact that, you know, if somebody's just getting started with live video, you don't have to make a very expensive investment. You know, make the investment in maybe your internet or your machine, get that going first. And then as you gain traction with your show, and remember, you have to make sure you're telling your audience about your show, but as you gain traction, then you can upgrade another piece of equipment. Maybe you set some milestones for yourself. You know, I start my show. That might be my, you know, I buy the computer and I buy the internet. And then I get a certain amount of viewers on the show. Then I might upgrade the audio. So I might upgrade my microphone and then I move into the webcam and then I move into the lighting and so on and so forth. And I have to be thinking all the time as I'm doing this, what my ultimate goal is. So for example, if I want to be completely mobile, I want to make sure that I look at a mobile solution, but no, there are caveats. If I want to be just on a laptop, uh, same thing. I want to make sure I get equipment that works with that laptop and does allow me to grow. And then if I want to be mobile, but also on a laptop, I want to make sure I make the investment once to get the best piece of equipment I can that supports that situation instead of let me buy this equipment and upgrade this one, you know, six months later. So uh, with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode and this is, you know, different types of equipment that you need in order to run 
a successful live video show. Again, just because you have the equipment does not mean that your show is going to be a success, but we want to make sure you look and sound your best. You know, if you want to check out all of the show notes for this week's episode, head to launchyour.live forward slash EP3. We'll see you next time. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.